We're back. Guess who's back, back again? It's Jake and Kaz. Tell your friends another season of Jets football, another season of gangs all here. The podcast is back and we got you covered all season long. Joe Flacco. It's Joe Flacco time. Broadway Joe. The first three weeks of the season will be Joe Flacco not Zach Wilson. We'll talk about it. Week one, the Jets and the Ravens at MetLife Stadium. It's going to be rocking in East Rutherford. We'll preview their week one matchup. Can the Jets get off to a 1-0 start and win their first game in September since Sam Darnold first started 2018? We'll preview the game and we'll look at the whole season. How many wins will the Jets have this year? We'll give you our season predictions and a whole lot more. It's coming up next. On Gangs All Here from the New York Post. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What a bum. Look at the freaking scoreboard. You are not close. You play to win the game. Why can't the New York Jets ever have nice things? You're a Jets fan. You guys have to earn this stuff. You're going to have to suffer through another few years. I don't mean to sound like the get off my lawn guy, but get off my freaking lawn with that. I forgot what it's like to win football games. I mean, you can't make it up with this team. Happy Victory Monday, Jake. Only for you guys would I do this. Only on Gangs All Here. We love it. Welcome back. Gang's All Here podcast, our New York Jets podcast from the New York Post. I'm back for a second straight season. Jake Brown here alongside my co-host, Jets beat writer for the New York Post, Brian Costello. Follow Cos on Twitter, at Brian Cos. Follow me at Jake Brown Radio. Subscribe. I'm on Apple's podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Catch up on all old episodes of the program, Cos. Finally, the first year of this program where there's hype for the New York Jets, there's some excitement, and then they, they it's, it's like the Mets. This is why Mets and Jets fans, they take all of our excitement and they just rip it out of our hearts and souls with uh, the shocking news. And glad we recorded Thursday morning because we would have missed Wednesday. Joe Flacco will start week one. Joe Flacco will start week two. Joe Flacco will start week three. And maybe then we'll see Zach Wilson in week four. What a turn of events. I mean, this went from two to four weeks to maybe week one to uh, probably week two to now he's not playing till potentially in Pittsburgh in week four. I mean, they sure have a flair for the dramatic. Coach Sala really uh, teased us all a little bit this week. Yeah, I, I always thought he missed two games, Jake. That was from the start. Kind of what I heard was they thought two games. So I guess I was mildly surprised it was three. The The big change was I don't understand what Salah was thinking Monday when he said he could possibly play Sunday. There was never a chance Zach Wilson was playing Sunday. He hasn't been on the field. He can't play on Sunday when he has not been on the field in a month, right? Like their plan right now is to have him start practicing in a few weeks. And then I, I'm going to guess, Jake, he's going to practice for two weeks before he plays in a game. Right. He'll probably do a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, then play that Sunday. So I don't understand if Salah was trying to like be coy with the Ravens and make them think 
uh, oh, they, oh my gosh, they have to prepare for Zach Wilson. Or if um, he was trying to give Zach a chance and didn't want to just rule him out on Monday. I'm not sure what, what was going on there, but that was where the disconnect was. Jake, I think from my feedback from Jets fans and from what you just said, it feels like they were shocked yesterday. I was shocked Monday. I, I didn't understand what Salah was doing there because everything I've heard from the beginning was they thought he'd be out you know, at least week one, probably week two. Even one person told me they thought he'd be out a month. So had he just come out yesterday and said he wasn't playing Sunday, it wouldn't have been as big a shock. But to me, I think Salah got tired of playing the game in the media of like, oh, he might play, he might not play. I think he kind of felt burned on Monday that that became a story. So to me, my read on yesterday was that was Robert Salah saying like, I'm done lying to the media and to the fans. I'm just going to tell the truth. And this is the truth. Yeah. Maybe it was to sell a few extra tickets for the Ravens game Sunday. Might have been. Might it should be a sellout. I mean, I, I still think there's buzz and, you know, I'm mixed on it because this is the best offense Joe Flacco will have. It's the best offense. Obviously Zach Wilson will have It's the best offense Joe Flacco will have at least in a jets uniform. And I know he hasn't won of late. He hasn't won in years as a starting quarterback. He's been a backup. He has his revenge game. I love the storyline. I think he's got enough talent around him for the Jets to win one, maybe two. You know, if they win Sunday, and we'll preview the game in a bit, you go to Cleveland against Jacoby Brissett, I, I don't want to get ahead of anyone. They got to win a game in September. It hasn't happened in four years since Sam Darnold's first start, which first throw was a pick six uh, in Detroit. How about that? But I think there is a shot that uh, he could win at least one, maybe two games. Let's play Robert Sala talking about this injury to be honest with you guys and i'm just gonna lay this out so i i, I really don't want to talk about the situation anymore so we're the the earliest he's going to be available is pittsburgh that's going to be the earliest and uh just from everything we gathered over the last couple of days uh now can it change sure i'm always going to leave that door open you guys know me i'm the eternal optimist but uh we are we are going to make sure that both mind and body are 110 percent make sure we do right by him and um, and and we feel like talking to the doctors and everyone, it's going to be that Pittsburgh week. Well, well, that's, that's different, Robert, though, right? Than initially, you thought. Yeah, he he hasn't. No, it's it, there was always that hope. You guys know me. There's always that hope. Um, but uh, but after all the information gathering, uh, it's just it's it's not worth the risk uh, in terms of getting him out there and just making sure that there's the there's the knee element, there's the mind element, there's the practice element. There's just a whole lot of things other than the knee. Uh, he hasn't had a setback. He looks fantastic. He still looks good. He feels good. And you guys are going to get a chance to talk to him. You guys will see him. He's not walking with a limp or anything. Um, but just gathering all the informations and, and talking to their doctors along with ours. Um, we're just going to end until Pittsburgh. Yeah, a lot changed, cause audio courtesy of SNY in the last 24 hours, 48 hours. But listen, Zach Wilson, it was two to four weeks, August 16th, the surgery. We knew it wasn't happening week one, but now, you know, you got to question the durability a little bit here. You know, four games missed last year, Kaz will miss at least three this year. You don't want this to become a common theme with this guy because you also don't want him to change his game, Kaz. And he mentioned that to the media about, you know, his style of play and hoping this doesn't have to change his game. Yeah, I don't think I'll play any differently. I mean, people can say you should have gone out of bounds or should have slid, but I mean, it was a non-contact injury. The guy didn't tackle me, you know, if the guy hit me and I got injured, that's one thing. But, 
you know, if I can't even run, <laughs> cut enough, how can hurt, you know, what am I doing? So I got to take care of myself and put myself in a better situation there. And, you know, sometimes unfortunate stuff like that just happens. Your immediate reaction, cause to what uh, Zach had to say. Yeah, I have two on that, Jake. I, I think durability is a huge concern with this guy. It was at BYU, right? Remember, he missed his sophomore season with shoulder injury. That was kind of one of the concerns in the draft. He's not the biggest guy, you know, not very big shoulder, not – it's not a very thick guy. Like he, he just doesn't look like he's going to take, he can take a lot of hits. And then him saying like, he's not going to change his game. And like, he, he did the whole thing of like, some people say I should have gone out of bounds. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like this wasn't Jake Brown saying he should have gone out of bounds. This was Robert Sala and Mike LaFleur. Your two coaches that said he should have gone out of bounds. If it's not the fourth quarter, don't go for the extra yard, live to fight another day. That's your coaches. And for him to say, I'm not going to change, I think it just shows immaturity. I think it shows arrogance. I'm curious how Robert Sala and Mike LaFleur reacted when they heard that quote, because they seem to say after the, after the injury, like, oh, we talked to him. He knows now, like the next time he's got to go out of bounds there. Uh, and then he comes out and goes, I'm not going to change. <laughs> so I think there's some concerns there, Jake. Interesting. Cause coming in hot there. Also, completely roasting me and not putting me in the class of Robert Sala. I mean, it's, it's two bald guys, but I guess uh, one's a little bit more important uh, than the other. But I, I think, yeah, also in a preseason game, you got to find a way to get out of it. Like this is not, these games don't count. And part of why I hate the preseason. I don't like to watch preseason games for these reasons, but outside of that, like the jets, you know, outside of the quarterback, most important position, look relatively healthy going into week one, which has not been the case in previous years. Last year, they lose Carl Lawson. I'm excited to see him this year. And the rest of the team, will see about Dwayne Brown if he'll play. You know, it's the oldest potential left tackle quarterback combo in the history of the NFL with Flacco and Brown at 37, but relatively healthy versus past years, at least past years of this program. Yeah, Mackay Becton, obviously not not he's the big injury other than quarterback. Yeah, no, you're right. It, they're they're pretty healthy. The Dwayne Brown one is interesting. Like just so listeners know kind of the rhythm of a day. Robert Sala spoke to us at eleven forty five Wednesday. The injury report comes out about four thirty five o'clock, and that's when Dwayne Brown was on there. Robert Sala does not speak to the media on Thursdays, so we're not gonna get an update today on Dwayne Brown. We'll probably have to wait till tomorrow for that. Maybe they'll they'll send word today, but you know, I don't know if that how big an injury that is. If it it also could be just being careful with a 37 year old and giving him a day off. You know, they do that sometimes. So uh, we'll see. I mean, I, that, if he's not playing Sunday, that's very significant, Jake. Like that's they you're looking at Connor McDermott or Max Mitchell as your left tackle. Like that's that's going to be problematic. You know, or <laughs> if they move Fant back to left side, like that that that's going to be a big deal if if he can't play. So we'll see. But I, I don't think. I think we're getting ahead of ourselves. Like, you know, let's see what the injury is, but yeah, they're, they're pretty healthy. DJ Reed has a knee injury that you got to watch, but he practiced yesterday. So I think, you know, he'll be okay, but you're right. It's, it's, they're going in a little healthier and I'm curious. They, they were, you know, it was club med Jake from, you know, May, June, August. Like this was the lightest practices I've ever seen in my life. They, and they were doing it because they're worried about injuries. So now when these guys have to go, from zero to 60 and play. I'm curious to see if the injuries pop up now in the regular season, because they're actually playing football. Are you concerned with their compete ability here because of these light practices going into a game against the physical Ravens bunch? No, because everyone does it. Like the Ravens didn't play anyone in preseason. If you look at their, their preseason games, they play. I don't, and I don't think the Ravens had any joint practices. 
The joint practices against the Falcons were probably the best practices of the season. Those were a little more physical of the, of the preseason, I should say. So yeah, I think everyone's in the same boat now, Jake, everyone in the NFL does these practices and there's a lot of rules about padded practices and things like that. But so I, I don't think it'll affect compete at all. I'm just curious if the guy, these guys go all of a sudden are going hardcore for 60 minutes do they hurt a hamstring? Do they hurt a groin and muscle? Do you know, does do things pop up like that? Cause they're, they're actually going all out. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see, but the revenge game is here as we look to week one and then we'll give you our season predictions, but looking at week one, first off, Joe Flacco, 11 seasons with the Ravens cause 2008, 2018. This is a guy that threw for 38,000 yards, 212 touchdowns. Here's the problem. He's 0-5 as the Jets starting quarterback. <laughs> he's had no continuity here. Doesn't know when he's coming in. Didn't he wasn't even positive until, you know, yesterday that he was officially going to start Sunday. I know he had in the back of his mind. Yeah, he knew. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he just he, yeah. he wasn't positive. And now he is the guy for three weeks. You got a question now. If he does do well, like week four, are you? Oh boy. Here's my two questions. Jake. That's the sports my... radio talk of the day. What yeah, here's, if, here's you, know, two... you put Zach in there with the three and oh, well, there's that. And then the flip side, Jake, is if he goes out and stinks on Sunday, are all you guys shouting for Mike white on Monday morning? Does that happen? Uh, no, uh, <laughs> I don't know, Jake. I don't know. There are a lot of Mike white fans no, save there. Mike white for the Bengals, the team he beat last year. That's all right. It. Bring it back. Or one year anniversary. Yeah, there you go. Week three, Mike White starts against the Bengals. Or Strev so. comes in. I mean, this guy, you know, took the uh, August by storm. They yes, had one of the greatest yes. Augusts ever. Unfortunately, yeah. that's like spring training having the greatest March ever, and that doesn't mean anything. But uh, no, I don't think I'll be clamoring for Mike White. Flacco's had some good games with the Jets, Jake. It's easy to forget because of the record. But like, if you go back two years ago, uh, when he first came in, he struggled. The first two games were bad. He played against the Cardinals and the Dolphins. They were bad. Then he played on the against the Patriots on the Monday night. Do you remember? And the Jets should have won that game. Mm-hmm. And the defense folded at the end, and Nick Folk kicked the field goal to win the game. Flacco played really well until he threw a deep interception. Uh, and it was a bad play call. I don't know why they were throwing deep there. They had the game in control. So, you know, he threw that. And then he played the Chargers the next week and threw a pick six right at the beginning of the game. But they played pretty well the rest of the game, and they were in the game. And then last year, he played well against the Dolphins. They just didn't win the game, but they, they he played pretty well. And that was Elijah Moore's best game as a Jet, was, was with Joe Flacco, a quarterback. So he's had some good moments. To me, Flacco, you know, I expect him to have a pretty good game, but there'll probably be one killer turnover in there. That's what I've seen from him during the time watching him. He, he always seems to have one. And even, even in the Giants preseason game, there was the interception of pick six. Like So it's going to be, does that kill them? Yeah, like you said, he's played relatively well with – a pretty much garbage roster cause. I mean, Braxton Barrios, who I like, was like their number one wide receiver. Now he's got everything in the world. He's got Carter, Carter and all. He's got Davis, Moore, slow, Wilson, Barry. Slow down, slow down. Okay. He's got more they, targets listen, than listen. he's had since his here's, time in Baltimore. Here's my issue with this Jets offense is great thing. Everyone, Jets fans are looking at it through a lens of comparing it to the 2020 Jets, the 2019 Jets, the 2018 Jets. Yes. They are much better than those teams. There's no doubt. They're not the 1999 Rams, Jake. Like, they, they, no. they, do you have a fantasy team, Jake? I have two, yes. Okay, when was the first Jet taken in your fantasy draft? Do you know? And, uh, it was a while. I took, for F's sake, I took Gary Wilson and one okay, as, a, as like, a backup. But. I think Brees Hall I saw was probably the number one yeah. draft guy. And, I mean, you know, what's that? Fifth round, fourth round, something like that. So, this isn't a team loaded with offensive weapons as compared to 
the Rams or as compared to the Chiefs or, or even the Dolphins. Like, they're much better than they've been. Let Don't. us be excited, Cos. We, I mean, on paper, they, there's speed, there's youth. There's they're not built- one of the best offenses in the NFL, though, Jake. I'm yeah. not saying the best, but they have depth, which they haven't had. It's not I like, agree with that. I agree like with their that. fourth yeah. receiver is solid. In the past, their fourth receiver is look, like doing garbage now. If you're going to look through the lens of compared to past Jets teams, they're better. Absolutely. The great Mark Hale, who you know, one of our editors, he said it best the one day. He said, the 2022 Jets would beat the 2021 Jets. Here's the problem. They're not on the schedule. Yeah. Well, listen, I think this is a much improved team. We'll, we'll give our win totals a little bit. I'm excited to just see youth and see the Carter and Hall. It sounds like a law firm. Carter and Hall, you know, backfield, a lot of speed. Brees Hall was a great pick. Maybe we see Bam Knight. I mean, the, people love this Bam Knight's dude. on the roster. I know he's on the I practice squad, but yeah, him, yeah. maybe one day we see him down the road if there's injuries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could elevate him from the practice squad for Sunday, I guess. But I yeah. know some fans were, were mad that he didn't get that third spot Ty Johnson did. Uh, I'm not going to hate on Ty Johnson. We had him on the show, and he's a Maryland product, and I like him. But uh, maybe we'll see Bam one day. But there's a lot of youth, and, and Uzama and Kanga Uzama, who I saw at the airport, he tweeted me, indeed, that was me. As soon as I got to LAX when I went to All-Star in July, he was one of the first people I, I saw walking through the airport. So that was random. I thought he was in Idaho with Zach Wilson and uh, the Cougars. I mean, how about that? I mean, that storyline feels like a year ago. The uh, Zach Wilson, he went from Cougars to out till week four. I mean, life hits you really fast for Zach Wilson. All right, week one, Jets, Ravens, let's do it. Let's break it down. Cue the music. Here we go. Jets right now are seven-point underdogs, Kaz. Home opener, 44.5 over under, plus 260. I kind of like that, to be honest. This is a Ravens team that's coming off an eight and nine season, battling a few injuries, but they expect these guys to play with J.K. Dobbins in the backfield. This team, Kaz, doesn't have a ton of receiver depth to no. me with Duvernay, Prosh, Bateman. Like this, they're, is, not throwing, they're not throwing the ball, Jake. I think that isn't what the Ravens are coming here to do. If they contain Lamar Jackson, they can win this football game. I know that's, a, that's saying a lot. It's not their, receive, their receivers are the tight ends, Jake. That's, that's Mark Andrews, this rookie Isaiah Likely. Those guys are going to be their top pass receivers, the fullback, Pat Ricard. The, the, that's their game, not not throwing to the receivers as much. I think the Jets will stop the run game. The question is, will they stop Lamar as part of that run game? Can they stop him when he breaks out on the outside? All right, break this game down, Kaz. Make your score pick. Let's go. Week one's tough, Jake, right? You don't know what what to expect from, from anything. It's all new. The Ravens have a new defensive coordinator, so that that's a wrinkle. There's something about the Ravens. I like the Ravens a lot for the season. I think I picked them to win the Super Bowl. You know, in the season. Really? But I think they might start slow. Didn't, like I said, they didn't play anyone in the preseason, really, Jake. Uh, This whole Lamar contract thing, as much as they want to say it's not a distraction, how could it not be a distraction? He doesn't even have an agent, Jake. So he's walking off the practice field every day, and then he's probably going to the GM's office and trying to hammer out a contract. Like, I don't know how much time he's spent in contract negotiations, but that's time he spent not working on football. So I don't understand how it's not a distraction. Uh, Dobbins, from what I hear, I'm not sure he'll play Sunday. Uh, and if he does, I don't know how effective it'll be. It doesn't sound like he's all the way back. Ronnie Stanley still recovering. I don't think he's going to play. I don't like their pass rushers right now with Baltimore. They have a good secondary. Uh, the pass rush is suspect. And I think the Jets, my biggest concern with the Jets is the offensive line because they haven't had a lot of time to work together. They signed Wayne Brown in camp. He didn't really get in there until the last week of camp. Uh, in terms of playing with it, you know, with the starters. So 
I, I think they could be out of sync a little bit, um, but I do think this is a good game to start against in terms of that. I don't think the Ravens' front is as, as scary as it used to be. So I'm going to go out and shock you, Jake, here. I'm going to pick the Jets to win. 27-24. Wow. Go that was actually the original score I was going to go with, uh, the same exact thing. I'm going to take the Jets to 23-20. I think that the Jets, there's just going to be so much hype in this stadium. Yeah. Uh, I, I will be there. Uh, you'll obviously be there. I mean, I'm, I always love the home opener, so the weather's always good. Let, let me check the old weather app, make sure that it's, it's going to be 80 good. degrees. Yeah, it's going to be nice. 80 yeah. degrees. All right. Do, do they allow shorts in the press box? Is shorts uh, permitted? or You can't cheer in the press box, Jake. You're I know. This, right? well, like, I don't know why to. you're going to – like. I, why, is, why are you sitting in the press box? That's going to be a terrible experience for you. Well, I'll, I'll sit there, and I'll bounce around. You know, I, I, I'll, I'll walk around a little bit. It's I'll, hard to walk around right. MetLife. MetLife is not the most – flowing stadium i've ever been in it's it's a it's an ac unit i mean it's, well, it's not even the look just like it's there's not like a concourse that goes it's not like, like city the, field yeah, yeah like city field, you can around. walk around and like you know yeah it's it's a tough building to get around that my experience but i don't think you're going to be happy in the press box jake it's no, very, I, you know, I already know i won't be but yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully we have a well, good meal do we know what the meal is going to be at least the, the MetLife Stadium press box meals are are not the best. Okay. I'll say I, I'm going to be nice. It's usually breakfast, Jake. It's usually some uh, eggs and bacon and sausage. Yeah, that kind of thing. Well, I'll be popping around a few tailgates before the game, so I'll I'll, uh, yeah, I'll hit those for at least for the food. No drinking in the press box. Not permitted. Um, no. Twenty three twenty. I don't think the Ravens are. As, I'm shocked that you have you have them winning the Super Bowl this year. I do because I think. Wow. I think they're a much better team than eight and nine last year. If you look at their scores, this look at if you look at their scores, they lost so many close games. They had so many injuries, including to Lamar. So I think people are sleeping on them. Um, but I do think, like I said, I think it's going to take them a little while to get going because uh, of the way the preseason was and the way Lamar has been negotiating his contract until, you know, Friday, the deadline is Friday. So, you know, I, I think it'll take them a little bit. And week one is just a wacky week. There's always crazy results in week one because there's not much scouting to be done. Teams aren't quite gelling yet. So I I have a feeling this is, you know, this will be like a Ravens. This will be like their preseason. Basically they're, they're just getting used to each other. So the jets win the home opener. I I just think Flacco is going to have a nice day. I think the run game is going to have a big day. I think Lawson, I'm calling it two sacks here in in the open. I think he's going to sack twice. My my thing there Jake is I don't like I don't know how much Lamar's going to drop back and pass like it's going to be running. The, the key, you know, I I would give you two sacks if it was a drop back passer. I, I just don't think I don't think Lamar's going to get sacked that much. He's too too good at scrambling and they they're too good at design runs. I I'm curious to see Jake just how this defense handles Lamar. I went back and watched the 2019 game between the Niners and the Ravens, which was Salah's defense. Uh great game by the way. Um, Look at you studying game tape from yes. years ago. And it was in the rain. It was in the rain and the Ravens ended up winning. Lamar drove down the field at the end of the game. They kicked the Tucker kicked the field goal to win the game. But like the solid defense is all about getting up field, right? Rushing that like just feeds right into Lamar sometimes. Cause he'll fake it to the running back. Everyone crashes the running back. And then he runs outside. He, he, he ran for 101 yards against them, but I think he only threw for 105. It wasn't his driving rainstorm. So, just curious if Lawson and those guys can not let him run free and break any big ones. Uh, yeah, that's you know I'm not breaking ground here. That's going to be the key to the whole game is is how how they do against Lamar in the running game. Yeah, and like we said, not a ton of receivers. I, I'm just picturing you with like a projector screen, like in, like one of the old, like remember the Titans movie, and you got the game film up there and you I got wish. Like a notepad. I wish I had a projector. <laughs> That'd be great. 
Oh man. All right. Well, we're both taking the jets. Wow. This is rare. And this is also week one. So this happens. So anyone out there, anyone out there looking to put a wager, bet the Ravens, if you're picking the jets, this is going to be scary. I mean, legal wagering here in New York for football, for the entire football season. Uh, We'll see if I can get through all 18 weeks of this NFL season. It's going to be dangerous. The parlays are going to be up the wazoo this year. You might be living in the SNY studio by the end of the year, Jake. I might be living in the MetLife boiler room and yeah. uh, stay there and they'll keep me there. But we'll take Jets week one. But let's now get into a quick season preview. All right, guys, give me three players from preseason and training camp that surprised you, that excited you if you're a Jets fan that either you didn't expect or that just overexceeded expectations. First one's easy. Tyler Conklin, Jake, was a machine. He was open all the time, caught a ton of passes. I think he's going to have a, a monster year. The tight end position has been non-existent for the Jets for the last decade. Yeah, it's disgusting. You know, with a few brief, Austin Safarian Jenkins had some good moments. There's a few good, few people over through the years, but Tyler Conklin was really, really impressive. I think he's he's primed to have a big year. I'll go Michael Carter, the running back. I think people kind of are all excited about Brees Hall, but, you know, Michael Carter did some good things last year, Jake, and I, I was impressed with him in camp. I wouldn't say I was surprised, just impressed. And I don't think um, people should sleep on him. I think he could have a big year, and I don't think this is – automatically Brees Hall's job. I think it's one and one a, there'll be a running back by committee and go with the hot hand. Third one, I'd say Michael Clemens, the rookie, you know, all those rookie hype in the beginning. Clemens has been impressive. He's very aggressive. I, I don't think he can play a lot yet because he's a little too aggressive. Like he'll get sucked in on the run and, and they'll run right past him. But I can see him having a role uh, as a rotational pass rusher at some point this season. I'm not sure that happens right away. They've got a lot of pass rushers. But I was impressed with Clemens. I thought he was, uh, you know, you don't expect much from a fourth round pick, but he stood out to me. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a scary man. Like, I, yeah, he's he, very he, scary. He, he can, yeah. He can whoop your ass. I feel like no, <laughs> if you get out of line, say something wrong, he will whoop your ass. So I'm excited to see him get a chance. That pass rush looks pretty good. I like their front yeah. seven. And I think adding Quan Alexander was a huge move for a linebacking core that didn't have a lot of talent. That front seven is uh, going to be something to watch. Yeah, I'm not sure how they'll be against the run, Jake. They're going to miss Foley Fatakasi, um, who was their best run stuffer. They're a little suspect against the run, I think. But uh, I do think their pass rush is going to be much, much improved. Yeah, I agree with you. Quan Alexander was a nice addition. I mean, that hit he had in the Giants game was was unbelievable. What about a guy that stands out in a good way? Because everyone seems to already love Sauce and thinks he's going to be a surefied number one cornerback for years and years to come. Did you see that stardom out of him up close and personal being there every day? Uh, not really, but I, I, I would say this, Jake. They didn't throw at him a lot, so that's a good sign. And there was no bad. Like, it wasn't like, oh, my God, this guy's getting burned. Like, there was nothing like that. But it's... It's tough in training camp to see stardom at that position because you have to get opportunities. Right. And they, they didn't throw on him a lot. You know, I have no concerns about sauce. I don't want to say like, I think he's going to be a good player. I, I do think rookies all struggle, right? Darrell Revis was not Darrell Revis in 2007. He was Darrell Revis in 2008. Like that's when he took the step and became what he was. So 
I'm a little worried that expectations for him are, are so sky high, like that if he gives up a he gives up a reception, people are going to be like, oh my god, you know. So I think he's going to be good, I, but I do think you know there's going to be hiccups along the way this year as a rookie. Uh, he's a he's a very very confident guy, Jake. I'll tell you that he, the trash talk never stops. I think he he looks the part. I think when you see him in person, it's just startling how long he is out of the lab uh, for a cornerback. So. The Jets fans should be excited for him. I would just caution, be a little patient. There, there could be some early, early struggles. As long as he walks it like he talks it, Kaz. I want to see him walk the walk. I'm excited for that secondary as night and day from last year. I mean, they, they were yeah. throwing guys you never heard of. I mean, there were many times that you had to look at the roster and see who the hell is number 37. I think they played nine safeties last year, Jake. So, yeah, I mean, they, look, and we could, we will sit here on what day is today, Jake? September 8th, we're recording this. We'll sit here and we'll break all of this down and, you know, analyze the season. It always comes down to injuries for every team. How healthy can you stay? That's the key here. Because, like, the plan last year wasn't to have Elijah Riley starting at safety. The plan was to have LaMarcus Joyner and Marcus May starting at safety. One got hurt in week one. One got hurt in, like, week eight. And there they were. <laughs> they're, they're scrambling to find safety. So, do the, if the Jets get hit at a position, like, I do think they're deeper, like we talked about before, than they've been. But there's still there's no team in the NFL that can withstand a ton of injuries at one position. So uh, that's not that's the part you can't predict, and that'll probably determine how the season goes. And safety, they got to stay. As you said, Joiner got hurt. Joiner's got to stay in the field, and Jordan Whitehead, the new guy's got to stay in the field because I don't know how much I want to see undrafted rookie Tony Adams and Ashton Davis in the starting out. There. And I, I, Jordan Whitehead's another guy, Jake. I really liked in camp. He was really he was really impressive in camp. Um, he's really good at tackling. He's good around the line. You know, I wouldn't compare him to Jamal. He's not as quite as explosive as Jamal, but sort of in that same vein of like just almost like an extra linebacker on the field uh, type of thing. So I, I think he's going to be really good. I think he's a key on Sunday because they're going to need him to stop Lamar. All three levels needing to stop him. And I think Whitehead's a key against Lamar. This defense has a lot of interesting pieces for Jeff Ulbrich, who did not have a lot last year. From top to bottom, it's going to be fun. I want to see Carl Lawson. I'd love to see, you know, a 10, 12 sack season. Uh, JFM, he got that big contract, and then it's almost like you didn't see much of him after that. He wasn't very good. Would love to see him to live up to that. And Quentin Williams, you want to see him progress. You want to see him take that next step this season and be that Pro Bowl player. And then we'll see what we get from Jermaine Johnson. What do you what do you think out of him out of uh, rookie camp? Quiet. It was a quiet camp for Jermaine Johnson. Hmm. And I think there's there's so much depth there. I think Jermaine will have a role. I don't think it'll be a huge role right away because I do think Lawson, JFM will be the starters. Uh, I think they really like Jacob Martin. He's another one to watch. They, they like him a lot. I think he'll be in on third downs a lot. So Jermaine, I think, will work in. But, yeah, he wasn't – he didn't have a huge training camp. So, but I – with Quinton – this is it for him in terms of he's going to be looking for a contract after the season. He didn't make a lot of noise this year, but in terms of the contract, I think after this year, he'll be looking for a contract. You know, he's under, he has the fifth year option next year, but we kind of keep waiting. Quinn's been a good player, right? But he just hasn't been that dominant player that you expected when they drafted him number three overall. And it feel, always feels like he's on the verge of it. Can he take that step this year and really dominate and put up big numbers and big production for the Jets? And, 
Dude, I would just Carl Lawson. I think he'll have a good year. Double digit sacks, though. That's tough. And he's never done it in his career. He's another guy through the Jets hype machine has been elevated to a place where he I'm not sure he belongs. You're free agent. People are free agents for a reason. I think he's going to combine missing last season and the anger that's built up inside of him. He's going to be the incredible Hulk for the Jets this year, guys. He's going to do stuff he's never done before. You're also usually not that guy the year after an injury. It usually takes two years, two years after Achilles, ACLs. It usually takes two years. I mean, some guys are, some guys do it. And look, he is a physical freak. Like the guy looks like, you know, he's out of a comic book when you see him, how carved up he is. So I have no doubt he's been working very hard to get back on the field. All right. Special teams. We already know we don't need to discuss. We got a kicker going into the season. We don't have kicker gate. Greg Allegg. Uh, they'll be kicker at some point. Oh, if hey, he gets on. hurt, we might. Is Eddie Pinheiro no. still available? Eddie Pinheiro's down in Carolina, but you see, he's hurt now. I, I saw he's dealing with oh, an injury, but he's God. in Carolina. All right. Well, Greg Deleg, baby. Game Bring winning field goal on Sunday. Oh, no. Oh, God. Don't, don't give me nightmares before week well, one. Who is the guy that kicked one week last year, Jake? You remember him? Alex Kessman. Alex Kessman. Oh, God. You got his jersey, Jake. Alex Kessman. You can bring him back. He needs some melatonin. I don't know if I could deal with these random kicker names. Uh, kicker punt returner, you got Braxton Barrios. And lastly, we didn't really touch on it. What do you think of the offensive line? Because a lot of Jets fans, when they you know rework the cap, they're like 11, 12 million under. They don't have a lot of depth at tackle, backup tackle. If anyone gets hurt, they might be screwed. What do you think overall of this unit going into the season? Like I said before, the, the big concern for me is just continuity. I think they've got some good pieces. Can they play together? Because what you've seen sometimes in past years, Jake, is they've They've had some talent and then one guy's on this level and other guys on this level and it, it gets messed up. Like there's a lot of teamwork on the offensive line and, and that takes time to work together and they haven't had it. They really had 20 snaps together in the preseason. So, and now Dwayne Brown not practicing Wednesday, that's a concern. Cause again, that's, that's reps, that's valuable reps that aren't happening. So, I think they can be good, Jake. I think it's going to take a little while, though, for them to gel. All right. We talked about the receivers, the backfield, the quarterbacks, the defense. Let's break down the season and make our picks. Cue the music. Kaz, six 1 p.m. games to start the season. It won't be Woo! the primetime Jets. That's and a beat writer's dream, Jake. A beat writer's yeah. dream. Hey, listen, I love it. It means we could, we'll do the show every Sunday, and then week seven at Denver is 4 o'clock, and then another 1, 1, by 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, Woo, Thursday night on whatever platform it's on. There's 69 platforms this year. It's on the Prime, on Amazon Prime versus the Jaguars, and then 4 o'clock, and then likely 1. There's a lot of 1 o'clock Cods, it seems like you're not going to have many long nights. The schedule is rough. It's it's a little difficult. You know, the times are great, but the schedule a little rough. Give me your breakdown. Give me your prediction for the season. Yeah, I mean, whatever the Jets did to the NFL office, they need to fix because they the NFL office did not do them any favors. You know, I thought, Jake, the key was for the Jets to get a couple of the games that were soft early in the season. Get Detroit, get Jacksonville get Chicago, get, you know, one or two of them in September would have really helped the cause. They didn't get that. They get the AFC North, who I think if I told you any of those four teams made the playoffs this year, you probably wouldn't be that surprised, right? The Steelers are probably maybe look at the weakest going in, but they've got Mike Tomlin, who never has a losing season. You know, Miami, Green Bay, Denver, New England, Buffalo, New England. Like, that is a tough stretch. So I think this is going to be another slow start, although I do think they'll win Sunday. I think then, it, the, you know, it gets slow after that, and they could be in, in deep trouble by the bye week. And then I think, you know, it'll be the classic win a couple of games late for the Jets. I go, 
You're not going to like this, Jake. You're not going to like Don't this. Don't say 5 and 12. I'll do you one better. 4 and 13, Jake. No four and 13. way. There's no way. You actually think they're only going to win four games again? Yes, I do. Really? Like I said, they're better, but they're not better than the teams on their schedule. But how are they better and not win more games? Because they're not better than the teams on their schedule, Jake. They're not. They're better. <laughs> how many games are they? Here, here you go. You're a gambler. Give me the four you're that you think they'll win, then. Uh, you're a gambler, right, Jake? Unfortunately, yes. How many games are the Jets favored in to win in this year? Favored in? Uh, probably four. The first five. game, the first game they're they're favorite in is Chicago on November twenty seventh. Jake, you'll be still be digesting your Thanksgiving meal <laughs> the first time the Jets are favored in a game, right? So Chicago, they'll be favored in. I'd say they'd probably be favored against Detroit at home. They'll probably be favored against Jacksonville at home. Although you know who knows at that point. I don't think they'll be favored in Seattle. They might be better than Seattle, but it's in Seattle. So, like, please beat Geno Smith. Come on. They, they, I'm not saying they can't win. I, the four games they win, I don't know. They're going to win. There's always a game they win that you're like, how the heck did they win that game? Right? Well, so you're, that's I, week one, I that's guess. Week that's week one for me. Yep, that's week so you're one. You're saying Ravens, Lions, Jaguars are three, and then one more Bears. And then one more Bears. Yeah, I'll give you Bears. That's so it. Wow. Okay, so Kaz is going rock bottom. I didn't even think they could get that low again. Four and 13. Well, Kaz. I'm going to be a little bit more positive. I'm not going to say nine and eight. I was very close to <laughs> I saying. I thought you were going to go 13 and four, Jake. I no, I, I, uh, I, I'm not going to say eight and nine, although I wanted to. I'm going to say seven and 10 for the Jets this season. As I look at the schedule, let me see the seven wins. I'm going to say they beat the Ravens. I don't think the Browns are that good. And with Jacoby Brissett, it's hard for me to say the Jets are going to start two and oh, but. For now, let's just say they win that. They'll lose to Bengals. They'll lose to Steelers. I think they're going to win one of the Dolphins games. So I'll say that's the third win. I'll say they beat the Patriots once. This isn't your mom and pop's Patriots. That's four. I'll say they beat the Lions five. I'll say they beat the Jaguars six. And I'll say they beat the Seahawks seven. So there's my seven wins right there. Yeah, I could see that, Jake, if everything breaks right, breaks right for them. Like if they have no injuries and good quarterback play, right? Like they get that, like maybe that happens. So you see seven and 10 as the ceiling? That's the ceiling to me. Really? I see nine and eight as the ceiling and I see five and 12 at the bottom. What's the most important position in all of professional sports? Quarterback, that's... That's why Zach's got to come back. He better be healthy and better be good. Yeah, I do not have any faith that Zach Wilson is going to be good this year. And I think they probably they might be better with Joe Flacco. So I think they're, you know, Flacco could, could do some things and surprise you. But maybe it'll be like 2015, Jake, right? Fitzpatrick coming in for Geno and steals the show. Maybe, yes. maybe it'll be, you know, you never uh, know. Listen, just win games. I don't care who does it. If Flacco starts all 17 and they go 9-8, and eight, I'm fine. If Flacco starts 17 and they're 5-12, and 12, I might have to give up my fandom. That I won't mean, happen. That won't happen, Jake. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. let's hope Zach. Because you never know. If he re-injures himself in practice here, you just never know. Yeah, I just don't have a lot of faith in Zach Wilson. You don't have a quarterback in this league. It's tough. It's well, 4-13, tough. and 13, Sal is fired, that means. You can't go back no, to that 4-13. I think he can. I think he'd be back for one more year. The way Sal gets fired is his train wreck. Just total train wreck, which is like what Joe Judge last year. That kind of thing. You can't keep changing coaches. Like it, and and he has a lot. He has a large contract. I think he and Joe get another year, and I think next year is the year inside the Jets organization where they they think they can do something. They feel like they need to add one more draft class, get these kids a little older. Remember, their best players right now, Jake, a lot of them are 22, 23 years old, facing 27, 28-year-olds, right? Someone said the Jets said to me recently, you know, you look at BYU, 
Zach Wilson's former school. Why are they good all the time, Jake? Like BYU, it's a weird school, right? Why are they good? Because their players are 28 years old, <laughs> right? Because they go on Mormon missions, they come back and they're older. And it's a good point. And the Jets are sort of going to be playing a lot of older teams. I think I think that's going to be tough for them. So I still think they're a year away from contending. I know Jets fans don't want to hear that. The good news is that I'm rarely right in my predictions, Jake. I, I think I think last year I picked them to go five and twelve, and so I was wrong about that. They were um, game off, not bad. Game off, and then I and the year that they went two and fourteen, I was way off. I think I I had to win in seven games that year or something like that. So I just have trouble looking at this roster and be like, they're only going to win four. I get what you're saying. Quarterback play is important. I just think it's so far improved of a roster that (laughs) to win the same amount of games, even with a tougher schedule would blow my mind. It wouldn't blow my mind because it's the the Jets. I mean, it's the goddamn Jets, but like got to win at least six. Even five is not going to excite yeah, me. Yeah, like I said, I, I I wouldn't be shocked if they win six. Like I, you know, it's not like oh my god. I think you'll be shocked be if they win eight or nine. Yes, I'll be shocked if they win eight or nine. Yeah, six, okay. seven, five, six, seven. Like yeah, that could happen. I mean, and again, like I said before, the thing you can't predict is injuries. My experience with the Jets is it usually doesn't go well with injuries. <laughs> There's usually they have it like, and so maybe they're due. Maybe they're due for a year where they have good luck. They. Like 2015, if you go back, that's the last winning season. They had incredible luck with injuries that year. They did not have any major injuries, unless you consider Geno's a major injury, but that worked out for them. But for the most part, they were healthy, and the schedule was easy. They, they played some really crappy teams that year, and they got to 10-6. and six. That's the key to the whole thing, is schedule and injuries. This schedule, like there's some winnable games on it, but they're all late in the season. I just, You also worry, Jake, if they start one and three, is it, oh, here we go again, one and four. Oh, you know, here we go again, pack it in. I, I just don't know. Well, probably not because it'd be the first September win in four years. They'll probably have a, have a parade down the Canyon <laughs> of Heroes for winning a game in September uh, for the first time in a while. I, I'm going to celebrate a Mets World Series on November 5th, and then January 8th, I'm going to celebrate a seven-win Jets season. <laughs> it's amazing how low our expectations are. Oh, yeah. I, it's a and like, team. yeah, and there's, like I said before, I think the Jets' prism is interesting to me because, like you said, oh, they're loaded, they're the, this roster – Jake, they, they don't really have many guys who've ever been to the Pro Bowl on the team. And the guys who have are older, right? Like Dwayne Brown's been to a lot of Pro Bowls, but he's 37 years old now. Lincoln Tomlinson was to a Pro Bowl last year as an injury replacement. Is there anyone else on offense? I don't think there's anyone else that's been to a Pro Bowl on offense. And the Pro Bowl is not that hard to get into, Jake. As you know, they, they, they take a lot of guys on defense. C.J. Mosley's been to a bunch of Pro Bowls, but he's older now too. I think that's probably it, right? So the, the roster and like what you're going on, Young talent, the the potential, but that's potential, right? Like we haven't seen any of them really do it yet. So you have to see them do it. Like we were having this conversation in 2013, Jake, you would have been excited about D Milner. Look how that worked out. If we were having this conversation in 2014, you would have been excited about Calvin Pryor. How'd that work out? Right. So you just don't know how rookies are going to play. Like, yes, the draft hype is great. I think they did a great job in the draft. It looks good, but until they actually play, you don't know. Another year where Kaz brings our hopes and dreams and he throws them off the top of my rooftop here in Astoria and onto the onto the street, dead and uh, alive. All right, well, we will cover you all season. I'll close out the show in a second, but we'll cover all, all season. Sunday night post-game shows dropping Monday morning. Thursday preview shows will drop. I'll be doing those from the SMY studios. Kaz zooming in. We'll have special guests. It'll be a fun season. I'm expecting just a more fun, competitive season. I know we say this 
first two years, it's it was just brutal. I mean, doing the show, it's, it's, it's tough. I mean, they lose every week and they were getting smacked around. If they could just compete, make it a fun year. This should be a fun gangs all here. You know, subscribe to the New York Post Sports YouTubes. You'll see videos there. We'll post full shows there. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Cos at Brian Cos, me at Jake Brown Radio. We'll do a voicemail during the season. We'll have some fun new segments as well. All right. 27-24 says Cos. I say 23-20. Cos says a lowly 4-13. and 13. I say Jets go 7-10. and 10. We'll see you Sunday at MetLife. I'll close out this, this edition of Gangs All Here next. The autumn wind and the winter wind, they've come and gone. And still those days, those lonely days, they go on and on. And guess who sighs his lullabies on nights that never end? My fickle friend, the summer wind, warm summer wind. All righty, that'll wrap up episode 104 of Gangs All Here, our Jets podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Brian Castell. Thanks to Andrew Hart. We're going to have a fun season, guys. So make sure you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star rating there. Write in a nice review. Subscribe on Spotify, where you can give a five-star rating there. If you're an Android user, Stitcher, Google, wherever you get your podcast, subscribe to the New York Post Sports YouTube page. We'll be posting a lot of video content there. Sunday night post game shows will record that'll drop 5 a.m. Monday. So when you wake up Monday, there will be a new episode of Gangs All Here every week. And then obviously when there's a Thursday night, the Thursday night game will do Friday morning. But Thursday preview shows, a lot of new segments. I'll be hosting it from the SNY studios. Kaz on Zoom. We'll have current Jets. We'll have former Jets. We'll have broadcasters. We'll have opposing beat writers. A lot of new fun video elements are going to be added to the Gangs All Here podcast this season stay tuned can't wait to be back sunday looking forward to stopping at a few of the tailgates might stop at the middle initial pod tailgate might stop at the gotham city crew tailgate looking forward to seeing jets fans out and about if you're there hit me up on twitter at jake brown radio let me know looking forward to getting fan reactions audio video if you want to be part of the podcast come find me i'll bounce around a few tailgates i'll bounce around the stadium a little bit if you want to be part of the program i want to hear your thoughts for sunday night's post game show before or after the game i want to hear from you the fans we want to hear from you guys we want to hear how you're feeling about what should be a very interesting jets season so come find me we'll get audio video all that looking forward to being back at MetLife Stadium Sunday it's going to be a raucous atmosphere for Brian Costello I'm Jake Brown enjoy week one Jets Ravens at MetLife Stadium Jets take week one and until then we'll talk to you Monday on the post game show and as always J-E-T-S Jets 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 Black goat. Black oh, goat. no.